1: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: I slammed the door of my dad's car shut and immediately put earbuds in. I didn't want to hear a word from my parents for the next few hours until we arrived at least. I couldn't believe they were forcing me to move from one of the most modern cities to a dusty, crusty old town. I watched the scenery while listening to my calming music, honestly pretending to be living in a music video. We've all done that before, right? Before I continue telling you my crazy story, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Also, ring the notification bell so you're the first to know when a new video is out. Soon enough, we entered the town. The welcome sign had the population on it. It was 10,000. My friends had more followers on social media than this town had in people. I rolled my eyes and decided to just scroll on my phone. I didn't want to know anything about that place. A while later, I looked up because the road got bumpy. We were on this cobblestone road surrounded by trees. I looked back and all I could see were trees. I didn't want to admit it, but the image of the road together with those huge trees was actually beautiful. I looked out the other side of the car and saw a magnificent gate. We (gasps) drove in and I was in awe of the house in front of me. It looked like a castle. When the car came to a halt, I ran in. I was so excited to explore it. The furniture was covered in white sheets. There were chandeliers I could tell were once brilliant. I wandered around for a while, obviously amazed at how beautiful that place was. And it felt safe. It felt like home. I had this warm feeling in my chest, even though the house was quite cold. My parents (laughs) laughed at the look on my face. Not so angry now, are you? joked my dad. I just shook my head. We spent the next couple of days fixing up the house, dusting and vacuuming, opening windows and mopping the floors to restore their past shine. I looked at pictures of all the modern buildings I used to go to in the city, but they couldn't compare to the wooden decor of the house and its magnificent gothic windows with colorful glass. Soon enough, I was standing in front of a school building, watching my dad drive away. I took a deep breath and stepped in. I already had my schedule and my class wasn't very hard to find. I quickly walked to the back of the class, kind of in the dark. I didn't want to have to go through the whole, oh, tell us your name and three fun facts about yourself. Because let's be honest, everyone hates that. My first class that day was history. My teacher was super nice. She said she wanted to begin the lesson by retelling the most famous story of the little village, just for me to be in on the legend. The legend says that when this town was founded, she began. The first people who lived here were a family with dark powers. As people began coming here and settling down, this family started casting spells to make their business successful and (laughs) scammed the money out of the poor, hardworking people's pockets. They brought misery upon our town. And when they finally left, They left our town in absolute poverty. It took our strongest people to leave and come back, having earned some money for us to move forward. We still suffer from that family's curse, so much that we do not speak their name, the teacher said. That's awful, I said when she was done telling her story. I felt for all the people of the town. Even if there was no magic, they were scammed out of their money. More than awful. I hope they all died out said a boy near the front of the class. They were a plague, said a girl next to me. This town honestly only got better and better. It was so interesting. I spent the rest of the day talking to loads of people. They rarely got new kids or new people in town, so I was this shiny new thing on display. They all wanted to know what it was like living in a big city with loads of people. They were all pretty normal, but one guy caught my eye. He didn't pay much attention to me while everyone else did. I made the decision to go up to him and befriend him. He usually sat at the far end of the cafeteria at a small table by himself. I left the table full of people that I was sitting at, grabbed my tray of food, and walked over to him. Mind if I sit? I asked him, but he just grunted. I took it as a yes and sat down. My name is Abby, I said. What's yours? Jay, he muttered. I kept asking him questions, nothing too wordy. I wanted him to feel comfortable. I wasn't expecting much, but after only getting one-word answers, I got tired and just asked him, did I do something to you? Why do you look like you hate my guts? He looked me straight in the eyes and I got goosebumps. You had the opportunity to live somewhere that isn't here. Something I'd kill for, but you wasted it by coming to my own personal hell. He said, I had never heard him say so many words. He just picked up his tray and left it where we put dirty trays, leaving the cafeteria afterwards. I sat there alone for a while. When I went home, I had an idea of what I could do to be friends with Jay. I grabbed an empty photo album and a stick of glue and got to work. The next day, I tapped him on the shoulder and gave him the album full of pictures of amazing modern architecture and all the things there are to see in the big city. I left a note on it saying, flip through this to escape your own personal hell. When I saw him in the hallway later, I was nervous, but he smiled at me and actually gave me full answers when I talked to him later. Jay and I started hanging out all the time. I started catching feelings, and so did he. I knew he would never make the first move, so I did. I asked him to be my boyfriend, and even though he was flustered at first,
1: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: He said yes. A few days later, we went to a party at a friend's house. The music was booming and the house was packed full of people. Jay and I sat in a corner, but we couldn't hear each other talking unless we shouted full volume in each other's ears. So we snuck out through the garden and found a clearing behind some trees. We laid there for hours talking about the future. Imagine if we never broke up, he said. Would we have kids? I asked him. He nodded. Whose last name would they have? I asked him next. He thought about it for a second. Probably mine, right? Isn't that what usually happens? He replied, to which I shrugged. I have my mom's last name. Not sure why, though. My dad's is cooler. I'd be Abby Holloway, I said. Jay stayed silent. I looked over at him and saw the look on his face. Holloway? He asked me, as if he couldn't believe it. He said something under his breath that I couldn't hear and then he told me it was late and we should go home. He walked me home for the first time that night. It was also the last time, but I didn't know yet. The closer we got to my house, the more fidgety he got. He had goosebumps, even though the night was warm. I tried to shove him a little and be playful, but every time he looked at me, he looked as if he'd seen a ghost. We finally reached the gate to my house. This… this is where you live? He asked me. His voice was shaking. ''Yeah, what's wrong?'' I asked him concerned. ''And you're a Holloway?'' ''You're a witch!'' He spat. I shook my head and tried to reach out and touch him, but he jumped out of my reach. ''You're a Holloway, a dirty witch!'' He shouted at me. He started yelling so many hurtful things at me that I just started to tear up. ''Jay, no I'm not!'' I shouted back at him. ''You're the reason I'm stuck in this town!'' He shouted finally, and then he ran off. I opened the gate with my rusty key and ran inside, tears streaming down my face. Not even an hour ago we were talking about having kids, and now he just called me a witch and ran off. My mom was in the living room. I told her everything that happened between sobs and her face turned very pale. Charles? She shouted, calling my dad. He came downstairs alarmed. She told someone, my mom said to my dad. His face fell and he got shivers. We need to go he said, trying to keep his voice from trembling. I was so confused. I didn't know what was happening, but my mom took me to my room and told me to pack up everything I could fit in a couple of travel bags. I was still crying over Jay and afraid because of my parents' nervous state. My hands were trembling. They called me from downstairs and I ran with my bags. Mom, Dad, what's going on? I cried, and then all I saw was orange and yellow. Orange and yellow light filled the house, Streaming in through the windows I so adored I heard faint voices becoming louder and louder by the second And the light became brighter too I could tell it was coming from our gate My mom was holding onto my shoulder tightly But I moved away and went far enough up the stairs To see the outside through the window I saw Jay holding a literal pitchfork and a torch And the entire town behind him Chanting, burn the witches I felt like I was in a fantasy book My mom grabbed me by my clothes and pulled me downstairs. My mom and dad led me down to the freezing basement. My mom pushed a heavy chest aside while my dad tied a long rope on the handles of our bags. My mom grabbed a flashlight and crawled into the little tunnel behind that heavy chest. It was full of spiders, which my mom was super afraid of, so I knew the people outside must have been very dangerous if she was willing to crawl through spiders. I was still crying and hesitant to go, but then we heard glass breaking upstairs, and my mom pulled me down into the tunnel. My dad gave me the end of the rope and told me to drag it. I was dragging the suitcases and bags while he pushed the chest in front of the tunnel again and started pushing the suitcases to help me out. I was crying and scraping my palms and knees on the rock bottom of the tunnel. My arms were about to give out when we arrived at the end. My mom pushed open a trapdoor covered in dirt, and we climbed out of the tunnel. My dad and I were shaking the dust and dirt off our clothes when we heard my mom gasp. I turned to see what she was looking at and saw the trees I loved so much up in flames. We were very far away, but because the town was surrounded by plains, we had a very clear view of our heaven on earth going up in flames. I could still faintly hear the townspeople chanting their hateful words. My mom and dad hugged me from the sides. I could hear and feel my mom silently crying. It's all my fault! I shouldn't have said anything! I cried to them. I'm sorry! I said, It's not your fault, sweetie, said my dad, wiping the tears off my cheeks. We should have told you the truth to begin with. We come from a very wealthy family who at one point were believed to have ties to dark magic, he explained. That's why we never used my last name. So that was why the house felt like home. It had been my family's home for ages, and now it was being burnt to the ground. My parents and I watched for a while and mourned. My dad wiped away my mom's tears, but mine had already dried. We started walking. The next town wasn't too far away, and there we could catch a train somewhere else. While we walked in the dark, my parents thought of all the pain we were feeling, but I didn't. All I could think about was how I was going to avenge my home and get back at those people for burning down my own personal heaven. They chased my family out of where we belonged, and I was going to wait until it was my time to do the same to them.